Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fit and Fabulous. Today, we are talking about the power of magic words. Now, I hope that you can notice that the sound quality of my podcast is amazingly better because I have gone and got myself some, I don't know, special equipment, which I don't think I've set up correctly, but it will do for now. So I hope you are enjoying the silky tones of my voice. The power of magic words. What on earth am I talking about? Well, if you haven't listened to episode number two, where I talked about letting go of anger, I suggest you go back and start by listening to that, where we talk about this cycle of thoughts leading to emotions, leading to actions, and going round in a circle. So actions then leading to thoughts, etc., And this is really the basis of what I'm talking about today. But today I want to specifically talk about the power of magic words. And what really prompted me to think about this was my kids. And I have to say, I credit my children with pushing me on this journey of self-discovery. And the journey of self-discovery is really understanding how the mind works. And I credit my children because I got to a stage a few years ago where I found myself just being very frustrated with them on regular basis, on a regular basis. And I, the, the irony of shouting, stop shouting at my children was not lost on me. And so I embarked on this journey to sort of understand what was going on. And I think another level of this was I wanted to be teaching my children how to behave nicely. Yet somehow I realized that they were triggering the exact same behavior that I didn't want to teach them. And I was demonstrating exactly how not to do it by yelling and screaming and getting frustrated. And that really 
triggered me to come on this journey of self-discovery. What I actually did was a parenting course by a lady called Dr. Mark, Laura Markham, and I totally recommend it. And a lot of her parenting techniques are about looking at yourself and discovering your own emotions first. And as I say, it was the start. And it's one thing to start thinking about it, but doing it takes a really, really long time. The aim really is, I think, to get to the place where I like to look at it like a river. So your life is a river of emotions. And when you aren't in control of your emotions, you kind of get swept along by these emotions. And I remember a few years ago, things happening, you know, things always happen, don't they? But certain things really affect you for whatever reason. So I remember a particular story and it was to do with our school and all parents. They have a society called the AMPA and I got very upset with the AMPA or rather I made a remark to the AMPA about how expensive the tracksuits were and they hauled me up in front of them and started going on and yelling at me. And this really upset me. And I was blown, of course, for several days, you know, with this upset. Now, having done work on an emotional level, instead of being swept away by that current of emotion, I think the analogy is about steering your way along the river. So you still experience these emotions. It's not like the emotions disappear, except that You don't let them overwhelm you. You know how to be in control of them. So thinking about my children, what is it that my children are really good at? So the story of the magic words. One example, teaching my child, my child, my daughter to ride a bike. So she's now six years old. And a couple of years ago, she mastered riding a bike. Now, we would take her to a little park where she could ride up and down and she could do the pushing off bit. Well, she thought she couldn't do the pushing off bit. She could do the pedaling bit and then she would go, I can't do the pushing off bit. I can't do the pushing off bit. And I could see that she could do the pushing off bit and that she could do the once you've got going being stable bit. So she basically had all the components that she needed to ride a bike. And the big problem was that she was saying to herself, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And when I was there trying to teach her how to do it, all she would say was, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it reminds me of that Henry Ford quote, whether you say you can or you can't, you're right. And it's exactly that. And I see this time and time again with my children. They have something and they convince themselves that this is the truth. And they are so sure of this truth that there is no arguing with them. There is no way out of this. They are, this is the truth. So on a less positive side, I see this with my children. I have two children who are picky eaters and it is almost like a wall goes down. If my child decides that they don't like something, take mushrooms, for example. There's this famous story of when he ate mushroom risotto. And he didn't realise that there were mushrooms in it. And I blame myself for this. I didn't mean to deceive him, although I didn't really correct him. I didn't point it out. To my mind, it clearly had mushrooms in it. It was brown and there were big lumps of mushroom. But he was, I don't know, four or five at the time. And he ate one bowl and he loved it. And he ate another bowl and he loved it. I think he even asked for thirds, which is unusual. We don't normally do thirds. And he got halfway through and then was like, well, what are these brown bits? And I said, well, they're mushrooms. And that was it. This wall went down and he denied ever having eaten mushrooms. And I do not like this. That power of thought. I do not like mushrooms. 
And he does this with lots of other foods. And I was talking to him about this the other day and explaining about thoughts and how he's in charge of his thoughts. Now, I totally understand there are some things that children inherently like and don't like, or adults, anyone. But there's also some things that we convince ourselves that we don't like. And he has a lot of those. Cauliflower is another one. And I was talking to him about that. And he said, and I said, well, you know, you can change the way you think about it. And then you could like cauliflower. And he said, I don't want to like cauliflower. So you have to have a certain amount of motivation to be able to change your thoughts. And that, I think, is a very frustrating area with children. Going back to my child with her bicycle, she did eventually learn to ride her bicycle. And then it's like riding a bicycle. You can do it so easily. That moment from I can't do it to I can do it. And what happened to her was actually action. She, we went to a camping site in France for a weekend and she had a little bike there and she just round, rode it round and round and round until eventually it clicked. And that was an example of an action leading to a thought. And the thought is then, yes, I can do it. Now, another story that has recently been troubling us is my children, who are six, I have twins, and bedwetting. Now, we moved house a few months ago, and prior to moving house, they had both been dry at night time. And I knew that when we moved house, being sensitive souls that they are, particularly my son, that I expected a little bit of bedwetting when we moved house. What I didn't expect was for it to go on and on and on. I thought it would last a week or two, but it just carried on. And I got to this stage where I had two six-year-olds wetting the bed, both at nighttime, and me thinking, oh my goodness, what is going on here? This is ridiculous. A few months ago, both of them were dry and hadn't wet the bed for months and months and months. So we did the thing that parents do. You put them on the toilet and gradually um, that doesn't happen. Um, But... We put them on the toilet at night time, and then if we stopped doing that, they would wet the bed again. And this is still months later on. And so I decided to tackle them one at a time. And I tackled my daughter first. And I said to her, Well, can you just be dry at night time? And this didn't really happen. And then I said to her, Okay, you have to say the magic words. You have to say, I will have a dry bed. I will have a dry bed. We have to change the magic words, and I'll tell you why in a minute. I will have a dry bed and you have to say these five times before you go to bed. And you know what? It worked. And she stopped wetting the bed. Now, I'm not saying the first time it was, it works 100% of the time. It might have been that within that week, when normally she'd be wetting the bed every single night, she had one wet bed instead of seven wet beds. So it wasn't 110%, but it definitely worked. And now I have moved on to my son. And he says the magic words. So he has taken longer. And I suddenly realized that my mum is kindly coming to look after my children next week. And so we really need to sort this out because I can't really expect her to carry carry this huge, heavy lump to do a wee when she goes to bed. So a few nights ago, we were joking and saying, Sebastian, is daddy, are you going to be 18 by the time daddy stops putting you on the toilet? And he laughed and said, yes, 18. And then I said, no, seriously, well, Mimi, Grandma, is coming to look after you, so we have to stop this. And I said, tonight is going to be the last night that Daddy puts you on the toilet. Tomorrow night, Daddy is not going to put you on the toilet. The next night, I totally forgot to mention it to him. And when it came to bedtime, I said, come on, let's just try it. Let's just see if he can do it. 
wet bed, soaking wet bed in the middle of the night, having to change the sheets. The next day I said to him, Sebastian, you need to say the magic words. You need to say them five times. I will have a dry bed. I will have a dry bed. Five times. He had a dry bed. The next night, the same thing. And I know it feels like a little bit woo-woo, a little bit magic, but I really think that it is the subconscious mind. I know that he can do it. I'm not asking him to do something that he can't physically do. I know from previous experience that he can be dry at nighttime, but something has happened such that he has gone back. He's regressed a little bit. Now, I myself have been using the magic words because I haven't been sleeping very well recently. And perhaps it is the move of the house. Perhaps it's cold. Our bedroom doesn't have any heating and the door feels like it's going to blow open. We've got a balcony door and it feels like it's going to blow open. So perhaps it's a bit of that. And I got a little bit fed up of not sleeping very well. So I thought I am going to try the magic words. So last night I said, I am going to sleep well. I am going to sleep well. And I said this five times. And I did sleep well with a caveat. What I was having problems in that I was waking up and then not being able to go back to sleep. And my sleep was slightly disturbed. So I did sleep well, but I still woke up in the nighttime. But then I just immediately went back to sleep. So I think you have to be very careful with your magic words. And I am going to say tonight, I will sleep well and I will sleep through the night. With my daughter, we had a problem with the the exact phrase of the magic word. So she said, I will have a dry bed. And one night she did have a dry bed, but she'd actually wet her pyjamas. So she'd only had a little bit of weed that escaped, but she did have a dry bed. So we had to change the magic words to, I can't remember what we said for her. I will have a dry bed and dry pyjamas, something like that. So I think magic words are really powerful. And I think we can take them a step further and think about our identity of what we are and how we talk to ourselves. And this is an interesting concept, whatever you're trying to achieve, whether you are trying to lose weight, be more healthy, be less angry, be a successful business person, have a quiet, happy family. Those are the kind of things that I'm looking for. And it's the power of the words I am. And when we say these things to ourselves, I am successful, I am healthy, I am happy, I am alive, these things, they trickle into our subconscious and we start acting with that thought. So that thought leads to an emotion, which leads to our actions. And then we go round and round again in that circle. So one thing I would really like you to take away from this episode is I am. And think about what you can do when you can think, I can wake up in the morning and I can say 10 10 sentences of I am amazing, I am happy, I am this. And five minutes before you go to bed, super powerful stuff. It sounds like nothing. And on one level, you kind of think, oh, it's all woo-woo, it's all mumbo-jumbo. But it is super important and super powerful. So let me know what your I am words are. I hope this was useful and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you appreciated this podcast and found it useful, I would be super grateful if you could share it with your friends. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening.
to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drlina.com slash new me. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new dash in the middle me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye.